Hey everybody, James Shepard here with another edition of the Merchant Sales Insight. Today we're talking about opportunity cost. What is opportunity cost? Opportunity cost is the cost of not doing something. Okay? You say, well, why should I care about that? Opportunity cost is your biggest cost, even though you can't measure it and it doesn't show up on the profit and loss report. So opportunity cost is when you say, hey, I'm going to do X, right? I'm going to focus my time, my people, my capital. I'm going to focus on X. Well, be careful because by choosing to focus on X, you're also consciously or unconsciously choosing not to focus on Y and Z, right? There are many other things that you could do with your time and attention that you're not doing. The return that you would have received from those other things versus what you're going to get on the thing you're doing, that difference, that's your opportunity cost. So if there's anything you could be doing that's more valuable than what you are doing, that's an opportunity cost. Think about this. Every single one of your employees all day long, everybody on your team, every sales rep in the field, if there's anything they could be doing that's more valuable than what they are doing, that's an opportunity cost, right? So you see how opportunity costs, it's always going to be your biggest cost. I mean, it's not like you can, you can't avoid that, but you can minimize it, right? You can eliminate opportunity costs, but you can minimize it. So let's talk about how to do that. Uh, I'll mention briefly, this edition is sponsored by CC Sales Pro. I'm not going to talk a ton about my own businesses here, but um, basically my business was built to help ISOs and payments companies eliminate or at least minimize opportunity cost. Okay. So we'll weed that in a little bit, but I just want to talk about this. I think it's really valuable. All right, here we go. Number one, three types of opportunity costs. Number one, um, bringing unnecessary operational processes in-house. Be careful before you decide to bring underwriting in-house. Be careful before you decide to deploy your own terminals. Be careful before you decide to do all of your own, you know, uh, merchant support or uh, do your own application process or whatever. Have your own, build your own CRM. Like, right, I mean, whatever it is, right? If there's things that your upstream partners are doing for you and they're doing it poorly, that should first be a red flag that you need to look for a new upstream partner, not a red flag that you need to develop huge time, resources, capital, everything else to taking that process and bring it in-house. Now, it may be the right decision for you to become a wholesale ISO or to become a payfac. And my consulting practice through CC Sales Pro, that's what I do. I work with companies over 12 months and we identify really important objectives. And sometimes those objectives are, we need to figure out, do we want to become a wholesale ISO, become a pay fact? Do we want to, you know, whatever, right? And, and sometimes it does make sense. There are certain things where it could make sense where there's a core competency or something, but I'm usually really hesitant there because you got to be very, very careful before you bring a process in-house because all the time, money and energy you spend on taking over that process is time and energy and money you're not spending on something else. So we really have to look at that. Number two, failing to outsource an unnecessary operational process that you already have internalized. So you have something you're doing today and you just think, well, that's how we've always done it, right? Um, we've always done our own underwriting. We've always done our own onboarding process. We've always deployed our own terminals, whatever it is. And it might make sense to continue doing those things, right? It might not. What's the opportunity cost? You say, oh, no, no, you don't understand. That process doesn't really cost us that much. Well, maybe, but what if it costs you one full-time employee and they have their focus on that? And what you don't realize is if you freed them up from doing that, they could do something different that you haven't even thought of yet. And that other thing could actually make you massively more money. 
really good example. This I hadn't even thought of until now. Uh, I'm hiring a new employee that starts February 1st for me, full-time employee. We talked for several months about what this employee would do. And I was going through this whole recruiting process, somebody that I know. And so I want to make sure it was right. And like, here we are, he's going to start at the time of this recording in like three weeks. And I reached out to him and we had another conversation and said, Hey, actually, as I was thinking about it some more, I want to totally change what I was going to have you do because I realized there's a bigger, bigger opportunity cost because there's actually something else you could do that would actually be probably three or four times more profitable for both of us. So we quickly agreed to focus on that, right? We want to avoid that opportunity cost. Okay. Um, uh, three of them I'll mention real quick that I actually do handle through our company, ISOAMP. It's getisoamp.com. Statement analysis. Wow, there's a process, right? Um, proposal generation and training new agents on industry knowledge and basic sales tactics for the industry, overcoming objections, that sort of thing. Um, through ISOAMP, we have all the payments experts that can do all these things. You don't need to have your best people focused on that. Your payments experts that are in your company, they shouldn't be focused on proposal creation, statement analysis, and giving the same three-hour training over and over and over again to the, to the agents. No, why would you do that? Pay a few hundred dollars to ISOAMP and we can do that stuff for you. Okay, we have it really streamlined and I have all the experts here to back it up. So go to getisoamp.com, G-E-T-I-S-O-A-M-P.com and check that out. Number three, failing to validate core assumptions. Now I want to pause right here and say, go to ccsalespro.com slash insights uh, and listen to the full audio version because I'm not going to have time to do this justice and it's so important. So failing to validate core assumptions quickly. When you're starting something new, the most important objective is to validate core assumptions as quickly as possible. All right, let me say what I mean by that. You're starting something new. You're going to sell a new, a new point of sale system. You're going to build a point of sale system. You're going to build a sales team. You're going to sell a new service, okay? Well, hold on a second. What are the assumptions that you're making? You're assuming people are going to buy it. You're assuming people can sell it, first of all. Then you're assuming people are going to want to buy it. You're assuming people are going to want to use it. You're assuming people are going to be willing to pay for it and continue to use it, right? And there's many, many other assumptions you're making. Have you validated those assumptions in the real world? Not just, well, I, yeah, I think it's going to work. No, 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 no. Do you know it's going to work? Have you seen it work? Have you validated it? Because if you don't, this could be, this is like the danger zone where you could have a massive opportunity cost. This is where you see companies that spend a year, $5 million and all of you know, a huge team of employees to roll something out. And then after 12 months, they say, whoops, we're not going to have that anymore. We're going to roll that back. Talk about opportunity cost. What else could they have been doing? Right? Validate your assumptions. Identify the assumptions. What are the core assumptions where if these assumptions are not true, you don't have a business, right? What are the core assumptions? How can you validate those assumptions as quickly and inexpensively as possible? Don't build the full tech stack before you roll something out to the, to the audience to see if it works, okay? Um, that's really important. You got to validate the core assumptions before you go into it. All right, conclusion for the sponsor, ISOAMP. Get ISOAMP.com, G-E-T-I-S-O-A-M-P.com. If you're doing statement analysis, please stop. Uh, if you're training your agents on industry knowledge over and over and over again with the webinar, please stop. Okay. Um, we can do that for you. You can fully outsource that stuff to us. Um, and we can even help you structure the learning management system to include some of your own content to get more of the specifics. So uh, go to getisoamp.com or reach out on the training. We actually have ccsalespro.com slash training. Right now, that's where that uh, lives at. We're moving it to ISOAMP. It's all going to be under the one brand. But right now, go to ccsalespro.com slash training. Uh, if you're interested in consulting, I'm not going to lie. 
I don't take everybody. I hardly take anybody, to be honest. I work with 10 or 15 companies at a time. You have to have a really valuable objective you're trying to achieve. But if you have something that you think, hey, this is a really valuable objective that we need to achieve over six to 12 months, and we'd like to personally work with James to help us identify assumptions, to help us identify opportunity costs, to brainstorm, and then to create operational processes together that are going to be efficient and effective, you can reach out to my chief operating officer, John Shirey, J-O-N at ccsalespro.com explain a little bit about what you're trying to do. He can set up a Zoom for the three of us if he feels like it's a good fit. My name is James Shepard. Thank you for watching this edition of the Merchant Sales Insight.